Okay. <laughs> Not yet. Um, but yeah, so uh, so Monday they're gonna start paying, and then hopefully we'll have uh, electricity in here. It uh, sounded like you said Monday they're gonna start paying. I'm like, someone's paying. Painting, us painting, oh. painting. Whew. I thought um, we were gonna get paid. <laughs> I, I hope so. That would be that would be nice for a change. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I think we're close to finally being able to launch on on our YouTube. We always like to stream these because we can uh, record yeah, them on boom. YouTube, and then we can share them so everyone can go back boom. and watch them later. So it's actually kind of boom becoming our own show. Like why pay? F- why let and we are live. <laughs> Wait, let's just do a time check. Really okay, six thirteen. Six thirteen, guys. Look, we're thirteen minutes late today. We are a little bit late, but we are officially live. We we are on T's camera. Here goes bro. All right. Welcome, welcome, bro. And uh, here's me. What's up, what's up? All right, all right. And then there's T's camera. What's up, T, our special (laughs) guest? Well, let's go ahead and open this up. Welcome. We are live. No Lucks Given podcast. My co-host, Brother Luck, on the show. My name is Dana Keith. And then we have T in the building. (laughs) We call her T. That's Tina. That's uh, bro's wife. And uh, I'm excited to have you on the show, personally, because you add so much humor to my life. (laughs) People don't know that, that T is all the jokes behind the scenes. But um, look, man, let's open this up, brother. We have a lot to talk about. Go ahead and give our people on the podcast an update because we are here back in... Uh, the studio. Yes. And we're still under construction, which is pretty exciting. No, but I, we have more progress. T- I, I, talk about it. And I, I'm going to change our audios, make sure they're up. No, that sounds, that sounds so much better. better. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Don't worry. Where's my snare? Hey, hold Where's on. my snare? I could do something, but I don't want to <laughs> hit the wrong button. All right. So um, turn it all this off. week has been absolutely <laughs> madness. Um, <laughs> not only are we running two restaurants, we're building a patio, right? Tina's running the world right right <laughs> and and we're also putting together this space so last week we were in here i think we had just got the framing up i think that's kind of where we had left off mm-hmm. so um, we've had uh all the drywall pretty much go up they're patching they're getting things going um we've had the electrician in here so he's he's running all the clean conduit cleaning everything up making sure everything's safe uh We've purchased light fixtures for in this space uh, for the kitchen. Uh, we bought cabinets for for all of the space, so the cabinets are here now. We got countertops, so the countertops are here. Uh, there's a whole fiasco on that. I haven't even told Tina about this part, so this will be fun to watch it on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we should get her reaction, huh? Yeah. So we picked up a sink. We got a vanity. The vanity was like 300 pounds uh, because of the heavy uh, because of the heavy uh, top on it. So that was a monster trying to get this up the staircase. It's just the wrong one, probably. Okay. And uh, oh man, what else? Let's see. Uh, painter starts on Monday. You got drywall. I don't know if we yeah, mentioned we, that. Yep, we have yep. walls. I walked we in the building. Walls. We have we have a, walls. a toilet that actually is still working. That's yep. that's a great piece. Yep. Um, the Wait, did it stop working at some point? Well, you know, we had to call <laughs> the plumber, and there was some leaks, and we had to fix that part. You know, well, it's a pro- <laughs> everything's a process, everything. I love how you guys church it up. I'm like, you probably hit something when you were demoing in there. No. I think maybe. Do, do you think so? Y'all, uh, who thinks that that's, that's true? I, I don't know. Like when he went to culinary school, I don't remember, like, the project management construction class. Me either. Um, not that I don't have faith in you. You do a good job. All right, all right. Give him kudos. You definitely uh, came in here with the sledgehammer, though. 
Yeah. I do. I ha- we have to. All right, that's that's a task because we've talked about it on the uh-huh. podcast. That's being released in slow motion tomorrow. Yeah, demolition podcast <laughs> slow mo tomorrow. I I broke that sledgehammer. I believe it. Actually. I did. I did. You know, I, like, I totally splintered a sledgehammer Shrek at home. Shrek. Shrek. How come? Because he breaks stuff. He runs into things. He's put like holes in drywall. I'm really good at shoulder. repairing it though. because <laughs> you've done, you've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. Just tearing it, tearing it down from you know downstairs and up here. Yeah, it's been yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's 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 been madness. But you know this thing's coming together. Uh, I'm so excited. We're probably still a month out. That's that's my guess right now. Um, I think it's gonna look amazing once the the paint goes on the walls next week and the lighting's in here. Uh, and w- w- they should be done with the drywall tomorrow. So I think we'll be able to start cleaning this thing up and getting all this dust out of here. Um, and then putting things where they need to go, which is the exciting part. Um, but yeah, this has been a lot of work. Oh, and then we have, you know, our patio that we built. Pati- over here oh, let's Dumpling. talk about the patio. That was a great day. Oh my bad. I keep forgetting to change the camera when I talk, but <laughs> let's talk about the patio. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. So, you know, we, uh, we told the story of, of, you know, when COVID first started uh, and we lost indoor dining, we had to yeah. actually, we had to, to figure something out. So outdoor seating was, was the primary concern. So uh, my general manager and I at the time literally came out here with uh, YouTube and yeah, they, we, some power tools. We kind of talked about it la- last week. Yeah. And, and let me just throw this in there because we're talking about we re- they rebuilt. Oh, the camera. My bad. Thanks, thanks, bro, man. You're you reminding <laughs> me. Look, that's what I need my co-host for. <laughs> all right. So, look, we were talking about the rebuild of uh-huh. the patio. Yeah. All right. And there was one sad moment that I had, okay, which is, to be honest, is that <laughs> It's now gray, and you lo- no longer see my staining because I oh. did the staining. Oh. <laughs> you did. <laughs> he told, so Dana did stain the entire thing out there with Nick. Um, but yeah, no, we, we 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 shared this story um, of of building this patio, having no idea what we we're doing, fabricating the wood, YouTubing how to to anchor these things into the concrete, uh, finding the bolts, finding the plates. Um, you know, putting it up, getting it licensed for liquor, uh, getting it zoned, going to court, modifying our liquor license for, for the state. And, uh, we got it up and it was, it was nice. It was okay. You know, it worked. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we, I, I told this story to, um, a, a program here in town called HB cares and HBA cares. Yep. And, and they've done amazing things. That's the home builders association, uh, they've done amazing things here in town. They built all these little parklets outside of um, the restaurants on uh, downtown um, on Tejon. I think a lot of people don't know what a parklet is. Tina? I did not know what a parklet was. I had to Google it, and then I had to drive down Tejon to find out what it actually was. But yeah. typically they go in a parking spot, right? It's not normally a, a permanent structure. So we're lucky that we're on the concrete and we're we're permanent now. So Oh, that's that's really cool. Hopefully. I think the the right term would be pergola or gazebo for us. I don't know. You kept calling it a parklet, so I went with it. I, I, I committed. <laughs> I thought, you know what? Sure. <laughs> so, we 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 told the story to uh, some of the contacts from the HBA cares and uh, they said, "You know what, chef, uh, we want to help you." So, we're having this conversation and then in the midst of all that, all of our heaters and our propane get stolen. So, <laughs> you just can't win. Um, so they said, you know, we're going to find a contractor to come out. They're going to volunteer their time. Uh, we're going to help with the labor. 
um, we want to help. We'll, we'll help build this thing properly. So we built this gorgeous structure. We put it out on our social media. We asked for volunteers from the community. We had, I don't know, 25, 30 people show up on Saturday, yeah. which was so special. It was overwhelming. Like just as I, I, we fed everybody lunch after they were working all morning and I sat with a group of ladies and I said, so how do you guys all know each other? And they said, we don't. Yeah. So no one knew each other. They just came out and helped and hopefully made some friendships and connected with people. But really, it was overwhelming. You got emotional a couple times and had I to kind of walk away. Yeah. Like it's, it's cool to see a community come together and support like this. It's just there's still good people in the world. Yeah, I, I, I really felt the love. Um, that was special. It was it was really special. And, you know, I'm just I'm so grateful to this community for everything they do. Um, you, you could feel every bit of that on Saturday. So we built this great structure. Looks amazing. Yeah. And then yesterday, yeah, because it so, all happened yeah, within I mean, this last within week. Seventy-two hours. Within yeah. <laughs> <laughs> within like, seventy-two hours. You, I can't what, make this up. Li- literally, it was. Um, I came back the next day because it was what was it a holiday or something? Oh, Easter. Easter. Yeah. It was Easter, Easter on Sunday. It was Easter day, so I came in the morning to film with the drone. Right. So I'm filming with the drone Easter morning. Looks great. I w- I was like, oh, this is hype. So then today, brother tells me that. Yeah. It, all right. Go ahead and tell, tell so, the story. So I'm, I'm driving in yesterday. I'm driving in. It's like nine in the morning. And I get a text message from one of the team members. And it's like, hey, chef, the delivery driver just drove into uh, our brand new patio. <laughs> <laughs> can I just like can I go back ahead. that up? That, go ahead. So that morning, yes, it was yesterday morning. It yesterday was like, morning, it was like ten days ago already. So yesterday morning, it was kind of one of those like we were up and running, and and usually he, I'm out of bed pretty early because my, you know, I'm like kind of eight to five, yeah, nine to six, eight to eight. I don't know anymore. And um, brother gets up and he's like, I gotta go. I got stuff to do. And he's like calling off all these things he has to do. And he's like moving a hundred miles an hour. He runs out the door. And I get like a three pictures text to me. Oh no! And it's all the wood from the top is just in the in the floor, basically, right? It's on the floor. And uh, but you you reached back out to HBA, and and what do they do for you? No, they're they're we're, tomorrow they're coming out. Um, we're all gonna rebuild it over uh, here at Lucky yeah. around noon. <laughs> you know, thankfully we had some of the material. Really? Yeah. So we had some of the materials. We're gonna build it twice. To, we're gonna build it twice. <laughs> it's so nice. We made it twice. <laughs> I'm gonna market that. Um, so yeah, we, thankfully we had we had all this. Uh, uh, we had all this extra wood left over from from Saturday, so it's a, just enough material to redo it. Um, but what happened was, is normally our our delivery drivers park in the middle of the intersection right. in the island in the suicide lane, and then they just you know take their dollies and wheel them across the street and come in the front door. For some strange reason, uh, he, he parked in front of the turning lane and blocked, and it. blocked <laughs> it, and his truck actually caught just a, a very tight two, three inches worth of that wood, which once it hit the truck. That pulled one, pulled, pulled another. Yeah, and it just ripped. Well, he kept like, driving. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, you know, it, it, it took it took a few of those out. So uh, I don't think he realized he hit it at first yeah, because there's I mean, just no way that you could have kept going. And it's like, he probably was like, oh, what's that sound? Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know for sure, but. I've got it on you know, security camera. He stopped, though. He did the should, right. We should release that. No, he did, no he I'm just right kidding. Thing. It was a mistake. Yeah, he did the right thing. He stopped. He came, he called or came yeah, in and yeah, said, uh, "Sorry, I broke your patio that you just." Yeah, broke. but it's just like you know when I shared these pictures, I was like, I can't make this up. Like I said that, <laughs> I literally go, "Okay, God, what else? You gonna throw something else at me today?" Uh, <laughs> what an interesting story because it took so many people to come together at that time to build it, 
and within so fast that you see that seventy-two <laughs> hours being torn. Yeah. Well, and I, I think up. I think one of the most important parts of of that whole scenario is that kind of summarizes what we've experienced over this last year. Is you can't persistence. You can't look into next week or or into tomorrow. You kind of just have to focus on today. Yeah. And I think when when the pandemic first started for us back in March. Yeah, this is and, good lead right into it. And we got we got this uh, notification. I mean, I remember Tina saying, "Hey, our our work's shutting down uh, for for the next couple of weeks," and I was like, "Oh, that's never going to happen to our restaurant industry." And they shut down. I mean, you guys shut down two three weeks before the right. the country did. Um, I remember getting word that we had to close indoor dining and and telling our entire staff, "I I don't know, yeah. I don't know. We have to close the doors, and I don't know what to do." That was a hard day. You yeah. Had, like, brother had to come in and basically lay off, you know, 50 people. And right. not in person. People. I mean, on on uh, we didn't even do it on Zoom. We didn't even know how to use Zoom at that time. Right. I created a Instagram profile and had all of our staff follow that one profile to do an Instagram live to tell them all at once because we didn't understand how to stream or use That's all crazy. these different platforms. Um, and then reach out to the ones that couldn't get on there personally. But I mean, this was probably 40, 50 people at that time. And it was just because we were so unprepared. I mean, yeah. we didn't know what to do. I mean, I, don't, I think, how do you prepare? for? Yeah. How like do that? you prepare? I don't, I don't think that you can be prepared for it. So let's talk about it. I think that that bleeds right into the conversation that we really want to have today, which is talking about the struggle and the impact that COVID has had on everybody. You know, and we want to obviously hear from a small business perspective, but I think it's really interesting to have T on today to be able to tell a side of the story that maybe, you know, that chef was going through that we or chef wouldn't even tell us, honestly, but also that (laughs) she knows behind the scenes, which I think that that is really interesting. So let's kind of open it up to that. Like, let's talk about the struggles and the impact that COVID has had on you guys as a small business, as a family and as business owners. So I'll go ahead, open it up to you, T. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it was real, right? So you're in it, and it's moving kind of fast, but it felt very slow, I think, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, information wasn't coming out as fast as we would have hoped it would have. And it was kind of one of those moments where we didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring, you know? And so I think the emotional piece there was you know, we support a lot of families, our team members, right? That's paychecks that we give to people, and that's a heavy kind of burden. And so when that pulled back, that crushed you. I remember talking to you the day that you had to lay people off, and it was like, I mean, tears. I, yeah. I, I think you admit now, though, but like crocodile tears. Like he was upset, yeah, you know, yeah. and it was completely out of his control. And and then I think you uh, marinate in that a little bit. And then it's like, man, I started this business seven years ago, and this is going to take me out. Right. Like, there was that yeah. feeling of like, wow, you know, a lot of restaurants don't survive more than a year or two. And so to be in the game kind of as long as you had been at that point or what, that we had been, um, I always give you all the credit. I just do the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so what people don't know is is co or T is co owner of the business. So she is right. just as much as ownership in the business. No, as brother. Tina, Tina's the boss. <laughs> T- and I am and her. she is really the boss. Uh, right. I am her assistant. Yeah, you say that now. <laughs> when I'm like, where's the budget? He's all, mm. Mm. <laughs> like, looking around. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like for this project in the studio we're sitting in here, right? Yeah. And so oh, this is good. This is says, good. Get bro's camera. Yeah, he said, T, we're going to expand. I said, during a pandemic? 
Yeah. And then he said, yes. I said, okay, well, you know, prayed on it. I said, what do you think it's going to take? He's like, oh, we're going to get in there. It's going to be lipstick on a pig. <laughs> Which is something <laughs> I think he actually has learned from my industry, unfortunately, that that term. And so I that said, I said, no way is this going to be lipstick on a pig. This is a big undertaking. This They used to smoke in here. Like it was, a, it was, yeah, a, a, it was a 420 members yeah. smoke shop. And I think tobacco was allowed to <clears throat> make sense. Right. And I'm like, yeah. just pulling down, like getting the smell out is going to cost you 10 grand. Yeah. So he gets in here and he's like, Hey, so I pulled up all the floors, knocked down all the walls and the subfloor needs repair. <laughs> <laughs> said so where's the lipstick <laughs> no i i did a full anyway. you know maybelline commercial i digress yeah so yeah going back to like kind of covid um that initial kind of piece was was tough him and another um person at the time we shut down both restaurants when we were allowed to do curbside which came kind of a week or so later shut down four came all the way to lucky and just banged all the food we had everything that we had that was in inventory um we, we sold everything on um curbside and then they allowed curbside alcohol and then we actually closed for two full weeks wow i think it was in that two weeks where you said we got to figure this out right yeah. you said he said how are we gonna like what can we do can we teach classes like you were starting to get really excited about it yeah i don't want to take your thunder on that piece in case but you were thinking like outside of the box how do we generate revenue how do we potentially bring people back? But it didn't happen fast, right? right. That was probably six weeks in, maybe seven weeks in. Yeah, no, the, it, it's surreal that to hear that perspective because I don't, I don't think about it like that. But that's exactly what happened. Is you know the first after the staff and we knew we couldn't do indoor dining. I mean, we didn't, we weren't set up to do to go service no. or curbside service. Not that's not the type of restaurants that we were set up. No one was uh, for that for that matter, but. All I knew is we had a lot of beautiful product. We had gorgeous vegetables. We had amazing pieces of, of protein. We had all these gorgeous things that we needed to sell before they went bad because there's only so much you could freeze. Right. So that was the first priority was like, you know, let's get rid of this product and try to get whatever we can for it. And then the, the alcohol uh, curbside was allowed to go, was uh, allowed we started doing that. I mean, we were writing menus every day. We were working like nonstop. But that, that first three weeks, and I don't know that a lot of people know this piece, but it was just him and one other person. Mm -hmm. And so they literally would come in at like seven or eight in the morning and take yeah. stock of what was there. Right. And then write the menu and then stay here all day and bang food until we sold out of food or it was nine o'clock, whatever came first. Yeah. And so at some point, even I was in here like taking phone orders and trying to help. So I would, you know, get off work and come down here and um, we slowly started, I think some of our team members were like, what am I going to do? Just sit at home. So yeah. they even came they in started and helping. like tried yeah. to, and volunteered and helped us. And um, it was really, again, amazing just to watch people come together and yeah. kind of support. Right. Yeah. The, the friends, the family, the team members, everyone who came down during that first three week period to help us just, just fight. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause that's fight. all, that's, that's it, the right it, was just, it was fight or flight. I mean, it was really the, the, the raw reaction, but the hardest part for me wasn't the work. I mean, the hours don't bother me. The, the that, that's I just how I'm built. face when he said that. Go ahead. Like, hey, don't worry about anything. I'll take care of the rest of it. <laughs> but it, it was, it was, it was a matter of, you know, building, building, um, some type of just confidence yeah. to fight more. Yeah. And more and and honestly, there were so many people that were walking in the door, and they'd be like, "Man, here's a hundred dollars." Yeah, really, I, it's all they I buy. got. But 
I, I just wish you the best. And I'd lose it. I'd just start crying on yep. the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> no like, I'm trying to just, I'm trying to hold it together. And I've got yeah. like 15 to go orders that I'm putting out. And I have no idea what I'm doing. Plus like we're getting phone calls for essential workers who need food. And we're just, we're doing all these different things. And then someone just hits you with an emotional, you know, how are you? And you're like, Oh, don't steal my stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it was exactly that. It, it was. It was people were coming in and just hitting such triggers to, to cause emotional responses. And because it was so raw, the emotion was so raw at that time. Well, yeah, people had spent like 15 bucks, right? Hey, and we were doing bacon jam burgers out of Lucky Dumpling, which is weird, but it's yeah. a pandemic, right? So 100%. We just, whatever we could sell, we were selling. And so you come in and buy a burger and, and pay with 100 and leave the rest for the team. Yeah, that's incredible. And we literally, the people who started coming in and, like, volunteering, we, we were able to, like, tip them out for the day, right? So they were getting some kind of cash before mm -hmm. um, unemployment. Like, that. remember, all that took That a means while, a lot. Yeah. You know? Like, they didn't just go, okay, you're shut down. Go get an unemployment. I mean, right. that, those pieces didn't come in um, they took to weeks. play as fast as, you know, you think you should when you're talking about somebody's livelihood. Um, so it was, it was really special that people gave so much ec extra money that we could pay people for cash. Well, and the, the hard part, too, was the fear of like, you know, we're out here working in front of everyone in something we don't know anything about, right? right. It's just right. everyone's shut down, Scared. everyone's staying at home, but we're showing up every single day and still working, still working, work, you know, engaging with, with, with people. Um, I mean, you know, trying to sanitize everything we could and, and just being the, just as, as, as on top of it as we could. It was yeah. so scary at that time and it was i think after that three week period where once all the product was pretty much empty and you know there was such a shutdown when it came to uh food distribution you know there was no food at shamrock there was no food from the farmers that like everything that's was crazy. gone mm -hmm. like everything had stopped because everyone had stopped working um that's when we said you know what we're gonna close for the next couple weeks mm -hmm. and just regroup so this is where he got very creative, and he was like, okay, Tina, we're going to have date night next Thursday. <laughs> oh, my God. This is su such a good story. Let's tell and it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Da we don't date night? Date night? Like, we are on opposite <clears throat> schedules. I am like a Monday through Friday. You're again, 9 to 6, 8 to 8, to eight whatever that looks like for me. Um, and he is very much usually like a 10 to 10 guy, yeah. right? And yeah. we try to protect Sunday to have like a day together. Yeah. So That's good for date, you guys. We're getting date night. I was so excited. Date night on Thursdays? He goes, yeah, we're going to cook live on Facebook. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, are you sure this is date night? I feel like you might have just hustled me, like, really bad. So the first class, I didn't, I, I hadn't got it yet, right? Yeah. I was like, we're having date night. It's going to be so cool. He's like, okay, great. We're going to go live on Facebook. And I feel like we did kits, but I can't, now I'm, it all runs together a little no, bit. No, we did. Yeah, we did kits. So we sold the kits. And I think it was like 65 people bought kits. And Bacon again, burgers. Is that the first class we did? I think so. I can't remember. But so we get home and he sets up the iPhone. Yeah. And, or maybe it was even your Mac at that point. It was a Mac. It was just first day. Mac. First and day. I joined on my iPad and I sat at the kitchen counter and I just chatted to people. Like, yeah. I'm like, if you have questions, I'm answering them in the chats. And it happened really organically, right? I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to log in and check it out. Well, then it, that turned into me like holding the computer up and like, <laughs> can you guys see this? Um, these knife skills. And I'm like, I've got it like sideways and it's all shaky. And um, I was like, well, we're doing the best we can. You know, yeah. <laughs> people seemed like they were happy. And um, there's a moment in a cooking class, every cooking class, where 
where everything's coming together and it's like just about to be done. Yeah. Everybody panics. They're like, wait, what? What do you say? What do I do? Do I put it in the oven? I take it out of the oven? What? Chop the carrot? Like, <laughs> there are like a slurry of questions come in. So I, I do kind of what you do here and yeah. I was facilitating, hey brother, so can tell me again about that carrot, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like the next week we did another one, another one. So these cooking classes are, are date nights, right? Right. Hey T, you want to have a date night again? I'm like, what? So then he gets all these extra cameras. He's got me I'm sitting there. I'm trying to click. <laughs> I mean, what, what do I push? I don't even know what to push. He's like, and then people are like, Tina, we can't hear you. It's not as funny without you. And I'm like, oh God, I'm just. I'm a, I'm a whack job. They think I'm hilarious because I don't cook either, right? And yeah. You watch him, he's like sticking his hand in boiling water. And I'm like, yeah. guys, don't do that at home. It's going to hurt. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so, yeah, I got hustled into date nights that were actually me working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's important to note that the, the most important part of that story is that it started as date, date night. night. <laughs> <laughs> he tricked me. I didn't trick you. He's like, you know? look, we're going to cook together. It's going to be so great and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm not cooking with you. What are you talking about? Hey, we're, our personalities don't always mesh up if, if like, he's trying to show me something in the kitchen. Yeah. Maybe that's because I have some insecurities about not being a great cook. I do a lot of other things pretty good, right? Right. So I usually just get out of the way. So so just to, to put this in perspective, because you, the what you t- oh, naturally – um, fulfilled the position of was the moderator right. in which the people love UT. Oh. So because like you, you said, you're not necessarily the professional chef Mm-mm. to translate it for the people who are through the you know TV screen or computer for that right. is you translate in English to them and you're like, Hey, <laughs> that's a great question. Thank you. I've been saying that, but they can't hear me type thing. Right. But just to bring it back to the pandemic that sure. these classes started out as a creative way to create more income yeah. for the team, the staff during a pandemic. Right. Talk yeah. about that because that's so critical. No, the, the, the classes started definitely, the kits started with that because the kits created hours, right? They had to bring the product in. They had to fabricate the product. They had to measure the product. They had to label it. They had to package it. They had to do a lot of those pieces. So it created work for a lot of the team members at four because Lucky was still able to continue to be curbside. It, it was kind of built. After about three weeks, right? Uh, yeah, after, mm-hmm. after about three weeks. Um but we had started doing commercials. I, I think it w- we were doing the Stella, Stella Artois commercial. Yep. And and that's when we kind of realized, like, hey, we can create an entire studio in my kitchen. In the home. And, uh, you know, when we, we worked with a team, I think they were all in Los Angeles, and we were filming in my that kitchen. That was so dope. That was my first time. Yeah, we, we, we pulled that off, and it just kind of gave me confidence during that three-week break where it's like, you know what? We can do this. Right. So we started doing these classes. We started researching. And then once we watched one one video, we were like, okay, we got to fix the quality. We got to fix the sound. Right. It was then a, a, a I YouTube. Didn't, I didn't think that at all. I was like, what a fun date night. <laughs> that, that, what a fun date <laughs> night. <laughs> I was like, that was so great. And then in the, back, in the background, what's happening is he's like, I'm going to get all this equipment. <laughs> we're going to do this cool stuff. Yeah. And here I'm thinking like, Thursday's coming. It's date night. Date night again. <laughs> and then he's got three things set up and all this st- i'm like wait a minute i just want to say one more time like you totally you start calling me. yourself a producer i did you are a producer <laughs> yes heck if, you, if you're using obs which we, is what we we're are, using yeah. now like you know a lot of the things that goes into creating the production so yeah, you're a producer yeah. all right i'll take it all right no, so, i mean but, I but that gets like thin but i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> but you know we we were the, the the most amazing part about the classes um 
is what it triggered. For one, it dropped a wall with our our fans, uh, the people who support us, our community. It dropped a wall for us personally and invited people into our house. Yeah. And I think they got to see uh, a side of us a that different side. you don't normally see in the restaurants. Well, I know you got to see that, Dana. <laughs> What's that, for me? Yeah, because you got you always get to see before we push play. Oh, yeah. When it's like, what? What are it's you doing? It's madness. <laughs> yeah, Facebook got a little bit of that today when we were doing the live here. They, it's, it's always madness trying to push start because you're trying to get everything together and you're trying to figure it all well, out. And I'm like just ending my work day, right? So I'm trying to end my work day and then get into producer Get right mode into producer mode. And and make, I'm like, did you charge your iPad? And he's like, oh, no, I didn't. No. I'm going to unscrew that light. Did you charge light. your iPhone? Because aren't you going to film on that? And he's like, oh, dang. Where's the duct um, tape? I'm like, how are you not thinking about this before three minutes before we go live? Like, it may, it's stressing me out, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, gosh. We need headphones. And then, you know, you make last minute changes, so it yeah. messes everything up. Everything up. I don't know about you make last minute changes. I do. I, I do. do. I did it to Dana today. I was like, Dana, Look, we should move to the I internet. I had everything set up. <laughs> Six, 6.13. I had everything yep. set up way earlier. Yep. 5.30, I was set up, ready yeah. to go. But you know, it was really special because um, I thought the bacon jam burger was like the second or third class we did. Because the fr- I remember the first class we sold 65 kits. And it was so, a poppers. Um, it, but it was a meal because we actually brought three or four people in to prep. And so they got hours, right? So yeah. some of our cooks came in and um, and made the kits for people. And then the second or third class was the bacon jam burger. And that's still the one we sold the most of. It was oh, yeah, bacon jam like was 126 most. people, I think, yeah. right. um, bought the kit. And the kit was serving four at the time. Mm-hmm. So I felt so much pressure. So people would chat in and be like, hey, I didn't get any salt. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you have salt at your house? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. And then, so it'd be something weird like, I didn't get any tarragon. And I'm like, what can we substitute tarragon for? Yeah. Someone? Yeah. (laughs) It was Um, always something. There was always something that was Always something. Uh, during the class. So if you're listening right now and you were missing your tarragon, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so thank goodness when it was salt, like most people, or like the oil would be missing. And I'm right. like, oh, I don't have oil. I'm like, do you have butter? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like chatting in and I'm like, I'm so sorry that we missed that. People were so gracious though. They, yeah. I no. think, you know, they were so supportive and we talked a lot about the kids giving hours to our team. And I think even people were there were more. They wanted to. Can we tip on the kids? Can we? Yeah. Can we give extra? People right. were so giving, and and it made it, it made the difference. I mean, that's it how really we, did. We changed our whole business. Lucky went curbside only, right? And right. four became cooking classes. Yeah. Right. And to think, you know, to to pivot that quickly and and still be here a year later is pretty phenomenal. Well, and 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 the thing too is is after we made that call with the entire staff of saying, you know, hey, we have to close down March fifteenth. Sorry, guys. We don't know what to do. And then you think about the, the two, three weeks of us cooking a burnout product and then taking the two weeks just to regroup. After that, we rehired everyone that was willing to come back. I mean, once we started moving, we didn't go back to laying people off. We never had another layoff, right. Yeah, which, which I'm very proud of. Um, we created hours for everyone, whether it was, you know, cleaning, painting, um, sidewalk, awesome. chalk, art, yeah. interviews. I mean, the video you did with yeah. the staff um, reached the reached the senator's office today, which was beautiful. You know, and we got to talk about you know something that we did during that time. I mean, but that was work for us. We did right. whatever we could to keep the staff moving, 
And, you know, we also took advantage of, of utilizing our resources when it came to grants, when it came to our, our accounting team and, and ensuring that we were applying for things in the right way, working with our bankers. Um, it kept all of the staff working. And, and we haven't had another layoff since that very first one. Uh, which is surreal. I mean, I think what that I think what that says a lot about is not only the creativity that you had and the business savvy to make that quick decision, but it says a lot about the community supporting. Yeah. You know, coming together Absolutely. in a time like that, you know, to be able to support and be the anchor to you guys. I think it does say a lot. Yeah, one of the most important parts that I was I was very um, intentional about during that time was utilizing social media to share the journey yeah right the pain the struggle the frustration the joy right the satisfaction everything was was put on display and i think that helped our community understand because i didn't want people to assume i think and this is something and i'll let you keep going but this is something that just popped my mind is i remember you had this very vulnerable post It was a video. You were in your restaurant. I cried. I ain't gonna cry. Like I, I cried. cried. <laughs> but, Everybody cried. But you you made this video that really was vulnerable, open, and true. It was so honest. But yeah. but the community. No. The news I, ran that two days later. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, but, the news picked that video up, and they were like restaurant tours. And I remember seeing that video because he's almost in tears in the video, right? And right. He is being so open and vulnerable and. Typically, our posts have been more like food and fun and things. And so I think right. people actually got a chance to see the other side of you, really. Yeah. And you're very authentic on, on social media. So I don't want to take away from that. But it was a moment that you normally wouldn't video. You wouldn't right? show, right? Especially, show that, you know, yeah. right. w- when we're all going through, through that together. Yeah. And, th- and that was real. That was honest. And, and I was so glad that that circulated as, as well as it did because I was speaking on behalf of not just myself, uh, but of a, uh, an entire in- industry. I mean, there were so many people that didn't have that platform to say that. Right. Right. This sucks. That felt the same pain. I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And I've worked too hard to let my businesses die. Right. And I don't know what to do. I'm 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 at a loss for words right now. And you know, it was it was it was a lot of emotion, but we were able to to persevere through that yeah talk about that as a team because you guys are a team you know how talk about that perseverance as a unit together as sure. business owners i think that's important sure. i think that that first couple days i mean it was so up and down like so you saw that video right and you're very raw in that video and vulnerable there like we cried together on the couch a couple nights in a row yeah we drank together a couple of nights in we a drank row a lot yeah <laughs> seven or eight nights in a row. <laughs> Five days or something i don't know yeah. um and then really it's like that moment where you go it's like make or break or you know you're gonna run or you're gonna fight right and i think the date night thing it, even though it was very organic and how it happened just the thought process of going what can i do to stay you know what what can we do and then me in the background, how can I support? And I'm a doer. I want to get in and help. And I always, I can't always do that, right? I don't have yeah. the capacity in my, in my um, work life to do that. But man, if I, if there is a place where I can, I do. And so that was one of those places where we had to just be very. We had to communicate. I mean, you have to just keep that line of communication going. So there's no um, assumptions or misunderstandings mm-hmm. or where you're going to be in 12 hour days. You know, times six days right. a week, and then you know you have a home life too. We just buckled down and got it done. I mean, that's all I can say. And it's like, it's one of those moments where it's like, okay, it's not going to beat us. 
And if yeah. it does, we went down swinging. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and together. So so just to feed off of that, sure. talk about that because, you know, the support system for a business owner is the backbone. Like, uh, it's incredible to see how, how much further you can go with another half. So talk about how do you support brother, not only through a pandemic, yeah. but as he continues to try to strive forward and have persistence and determination and pride within his business. How do you be that support system? Well, sure. I think uh, I think a lot of the times I'm an out. <coughs> Excuse me. It's so dusty in here. I apologize. A lot of the times. Ah, that's funny. It's real dusty. <laughs> Um, she, brother said you were going to say that it is. real quick. Oh, like my eyes itch. A lot of the times I think that I'm a sounding board, right? So sometimes it really is. He Tell just, me what that means. Like he has to come home and just dump it somewhere. Okay. And you can't do that to your team members, right? Right. And so a lot of times I think that I, I, um, fulfill a role for him where he can say anything and it's in a safe space, right? Right. How he's feeling, what happened in the day, what went really wrong, Things that you don't necessarily want to say to your team members, right? You 100%. want to keep your, te- your team motivated. So I think be I, positive, right? Yeah, I think I fulfill, um, you know, like kind of the sounding board piece. Um, and then in that moment, I mean, we had stacks of bills. I mean, this big. Yeah. Everything in restaurants is in arrears. So uh-huh. you buy the food, right? Right. You, you sell the food, but your bill is due within seven to fifteen days. Call mm-hmm. it. Um, so we hadn't got to that selling point right. <laughs> before we had all the invoices. So right. I remember sitting and creating some spreadsheets and like. Really just saying, what is, a lot what's our money. debt look like right now and who's not getting paid, right. right? And so I did a lot of that behind the scenes accounting stuff just to say, I mean, it, he was like, we have to pay everybody. I'm like, well, we have no dollars, so hold please. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Right. People are going to understand, right? And people were very understanding, but and we chipped away at it and we got everybody taken care of, again, doing the curbside and the in the classes and yeah. stuff. But um, I feel like that, I mean, you can, you can share more than that. I feel like I'm oh, it, a good sounding board for it, you, though. It, that, the soundboard piece is so important because it is. It, the one thing I think we've we've learned as a as a as a couple is that we're both problem solvers, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in our jobs and our our everyday jobs, we're both problem solvers. So when we hear a problem, we immediately want to solve it. Right. Yeah. The one thing that we've learned about each other is to not solve sometimes. Right. To just listen. Problem. Or we'll go like this: Hey, I don't need you to fix this, but I want to just say it. That's yeah. good. And, we, and that's just good communication over the years. That's 20 years in, right? We didn't figure right. that out on day one. Sure. <laughs> that's a couple. <laughs> um, now I can go, I don't need the white knight. I just need to, like, word vomit all this, how I'm feeling, and mm-hmm. then someone to go, God, yeah, that kind of did suck. Right? Yeah. So we're yeah. pretty good at that. Yeah, that's that That was a game changer for us, um, is learning how to separate our roles and our jobs to better suit our roles within our relationship. Sure. You know, so we're not trying to be the same exact role that we are every day from, you know, the nine to five or the 10 to 10. It's it's literally changing that mindset to be like, you know what? I hear you. I'm not in charge right now. I just need to be a a listener for you. So I I think that, that that's been a key piece for us. And then really learning when to say no. Sometimes like, yeah, sometimes it's like, hey, that sounds great, but I don't think you really need the two thousand dollar cotton candy machine. Right. That's uh, judgy. Uh, sometimes, everyone sometimes needs a two thousand no. dollar cotton candy machine. <laughs> Not that he bought that during the pandemic. That's a long time ago. But um, I think sometimes just hearing like, "Well, hey, tell me more about that. Like, why why are you feeling this way? And is it real? Are you telling yourself a story, or is this really happening in the way that you think mm-hmm. it might be happening?" And sometimes just unpacking. Hold something. on, what? Say that again. 
Well, it's like so. If you're in a bad, because that's deep. <laughs> I need it, to. I need to understand that. Yeah. When well, when you're venting, right? Uh-huh. Well, here's what's really happening, right? We're pretty smart people, all of us, right? All Everybody right. on this whole thing. Sometimes you can take a little piece of information and fill in the rest. Oh my right? God! Yeah, you're so writing the rest go, of the chapter. I'll write the rest of the story. And so sometimes just saying it out loud, right? Just saying, "Hey, here's what's going on." I'm like, "Well, is that really what happened, or is that what you're assuming?" Yeah. Like, did you ask that question, or did you write the end of your story? So, I think a lot of you know, don't tell yourself a story. That's yeah. a that's a big piece. Read of, the chapter. <laughs> let it happen, and then make a decision. Um, but if you act on a little piece of information by making assumptions, right? For on the rest. So I think that's one thing that we've learned as business owners too. Right? Yeah. You got to flush it all the way out and make yeah. sure it's real before mm-hmm. you act. Yeah, and play chess, not checkers. Well, yeah, I don't that's know big. about all that. <laughs> we still don't know how to play chess. No. So if anyone wants <laughs> to show us, y'all don't know how to play chess? <laughs> no. Like for real, for real, for real. Oh my God, I love chess. I could teach y'all. Okay, good. Let's the, do it. I, I think the the other thing that's really cool about that whole story is is the support that you've given me with all my crazy ideas because. <laughs> Throughout this last year, we've expanded three times. Yeah. Right? We added on a patio with 50 seats, 96 square feet. Right. We've added on um, a bar. A bar. A whole bar. Uh, An entire bar. Lucky. I'm like, oh, Lucky Lounge. Yeah. Yeah. We added on another, you know, that's another 1,500 square feet worth of of bar space. Right. And now we're adding on 1,200 square feet of a studio. Right. Which is insane. I mean, the looks. That she gives me when I come home and I'm like, hey, so I've got an idea and um, I just want to run it by you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's my favorite. Usually when it's, okay, hey, so I just want to run it by you. It's already happened. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's be so real on that. So what, what, when he's at, I don't want to say asking for permission because that's so, he's like, you're the boss. No, I'm not. He does. He works. (laughs) Um. When you are trying to do something and you come home and say, hey, I want to run this by you, you're literally 99% there. And he, it's kind of like a CYA, like, ooh, I better let her know <laughs> before she sees it on the credit card. <laughs> like, it's kind of like one of those things. Um, do you disagree? Uh, no, I'll plead I mean. a fifth. Plead a fifth. <laughs> you don't want to put it on video, but that's real. And we're live. Plead a fifth. <laughs> no, so, I mean, that's that's been one of the things that um, has been so amazing just because we've done so much. And, you know, we built that patio internally. We didn't have any contractors for that. We did downstairs internally. We didn't have any contractors for that. I mean, we built all of that out. And it's cool to watch it all come together. And, you know, when we got up here, I'm like, no, we're doing contractors. I don't have that in me because the other spaces are too busy for me to stop. Well, I think that this was a bigger project than we, we, uh, brother. Thought this was <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So It, it absolutely um, is a, a much bigger project for sure. But. And, and thanks for the we did all the work downstairs because I did not do any work. And in fact, Dana, you stained the patio. So hey, I did stain yeah. the patio. <laughs> I'll well, t- I'll take the we on it, but uh, that was not me. For sure. the, the cool part, though, is is when we look at this project, what we're working on right now, which we're sitting in, you know, early stages, drywall and dust and boxes, is this was sparked from inspiration of the pandemic. We did all these amazing date nights. <laughs> We did all these great cooking classes, and we saw that there was actually a great um, desire for them. And I think it was it was recently uh, I had a, a television network reach out to me and say, "Hey, we want you to come be a competitor. 
on a TV show. It's going to be a national network. We're really excited. We think you'd be a great personality for it. And Tina was the one that was like, why would you give up your brand? Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead, T. Get your shine on. I didn't know that was you. Go ahead. Finish the story. Well, I, I would love to hear the rest of how you tell this story, but go ahead. Go I, ahead, I, brother. I finish the story. Give T the love. Give T the love. Yeah. So, you know, I was excited about it because I'm just excited to compete and, and be in the spotlight. And I enjoy that part of it. But at the same time, I don't think about the past, right? I'm not thinking about everything I've gone through with other television networks and other television shows. I'm just excited about the now. And the one thing that's cool about this space is it's actually going to create the ability to do exactly what we're doing right now, which is create our own content, distribute right. our own content. We don't need the cosign or, or, but it took Tina saying this to me for me to actually believe it and realize it. So we talked about that whole communication thing that we've worked on, you know, for 21 years. Here. Yeah. We're getting better at it. So right, right. He, he very much does get, ex it's excitement, right? Who wouldn't? Like a TV show reaches out to you and says you want to be, like there's a natural reaction of excitement. And right. So I'm like, okay, are you thinking about really doing this? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. It, this wasn't like a one day conversation. It yeah. was the next day. Um, or maybe three days later, I let him marinate in that a little because he needs to, he has to come to his own conclusion a little bit. So a couple of days later I said, Hey, so what are you thinking about this, um, this show? And he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I'm like, so, so why? He's like, you know, like it's exposure. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You have exposure. You have 30,000 people following you on Instagram, <laughs> like right. 30, you know, people show up and help, um, and, and buy kits and do all the things. I, I said, I don't think you really need this platform, but if you want to do it cause you're excited, go do it. I have maybe some wounding <laughs> around a show called Sh Sounds Like Schmop Schmiff. Schmop Schmop Schmiff. You did it twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I and did. I, that is not fun for a spouse because he's so secluded, right? They take right. him and they put him away for six weeks and there's no internet, there's no phone, there's limited contact. Yeah. I said, mm mm. We're not doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard. It's hard on him. It's hard on me. Um, We've never heard that perspective. Go ahead. Let's dive into that real quick. Because for a wife sure. to be able to, well, obviously he's going to go do his thing, but sure. to be able to support in isolation. Yeah. How is that for you? That was really tough. I mean, we've we've been together a long time, and it was the first time in our entire relationship that we didn't talk to each other every day. Oh, wow. Right. Because, again, um, when you're sequestered or whatever. What do they call it? Yeah, whatever. They use now. Um, In solitude. Yeah. They, you're, they, he really is isolated. There's no phone. There's no um, computer. There's no, I don't think they let you watch the TV. I felt like maybe. No. Um, it's, it's very controlled. So every like three, four or five days, maybe I would get a call from like a random number and they would say, Hey, do you consent to being recorded, etc." And I said, yeah. And then they would stand over him for the two minutes that they let him talk to me. Right. Wow. So uh, I'm a little obnoxious sometimes. And I'm like, should we start talking about something super inappropriate? <laughs> I'm like, is, do you want me to, do you want me to watch this gal blush? Like you can see her. Do you want to put on FaceTime? <laughs> because I'm like, can we just really not have two minutes? Like no one cares about your show right now. Like, right. We're, we're trying to, trying to have a moment. It was hard. It, yeah. it was a long six weeks. Um, brother did some jailbreaking, found a phone. I, we, we had some side conversations later, <laughs> but that took a couple of weeks yeah. um, to get that kind of off the ground. Which is hilarious. Um, and the first time, you know, you went on that show, it was the day after we opened for. Yeah. Yeah. Pe people hated on you. They were like, you slapped your name on the side of the building and then you left. And then you and, left. And yeah. then you couldn't say anything, right? Yeah. You couldn't defend yourself. Um, yeah. And, and so that was, it was hard. I mean, just the non-communication no communication piece was really hard, but um, 
then also making sure the business was still standing when you came back, right? Right. Hey, let me not, you know, shut the back over here. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, with your business. And actually, we, we did um, the highest number of sales that we had done. Yeah. And he never beat my sales for those six weeks. Hey, <laughs> let me get brother's face. Go ahead. Y'all see I this. I that they're her sales. And also, they are my sales that even though um, it was two, you know, gentlemen that held us up, it was Travis and Aaron that yeah. were there and the team, they did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Um, but since I was the owner at the time, you know, he was, you know, secluded and sequestered. I right. Get, I get that. I get those numbers. I like to go on record that we have beat those numbers over the years. Well, yeah, it took a couple of years. Oh. <laughs> he got there. It took me a minute, but you know what? It was, it was, it was just a, a great realization that, and and I like to say this for a lot of, of of people who are trying to to stand out with their brands is you have access to YouTube, you have access to Facebook, you have access to Instagram. There are so many platforms where you can actually do the content yourself. I mean, we're living proof that we can create mics and and mixers and and webcams and cameras and obs and we can learn all of this and screw it up which is why i was like so why do you need to go on somebody else's tv show or then they tell him he can't do anything for the next two years and they own his marketing rights and they try to take so much from you when they put you on tv yeah right. it's like to kind of bring that back full circle i was like you don't need this. The restaurants don't need it by any means. But if you want to do it because it's fun and exciting, then go do it. And that was the thing. I didn't have an answer for that. Yeah. And plus, we were getting ready to sign the, the deal on this space. You already did sign the deal on this space. I had not yeah. signed it yet. Let's get <laughs> yeah, space. I just want you to know he did sign it, and he didn't tell me for like two weeks. <laughs> That's not true. That's yeah, not true. I saw the addendum. Not until, not until the floor was uh, in, the, in the actual lease that that was being repaired. Basically, the, he, he handshaked the deal already. This is that, that let me run something by it. you, T. <laughs> but and I was like, oh. She, but she made a good point. She said, you know, you can't focus on upstairs and go do a TV show. That doesn't make sense. But I had no answers for those things. And those were, that, that just truly represents the communication between us when it comes to, you need the balance, yeah. right? I'm excited about everything. I'm one of those that I just like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. All right. And Tina's like, so are we questions? Do we have parachutes? Because I know you want to jump off the cliff. Right. Are we gonna be all right? We <laughs> well, and I think here's the deal. I support jumping off the cliff, right? I remember right. when he was gonna quit his job. He he was, you know, a salaried chef at the time and had always been in court the kind of the corporate you know, world, guaranteed paycheck every two weeks. Right. And he wanted to open street eats. And he was like he'd done pop up dinners and was still trying to do both. And I was like, you know, sometimes you gotta let go of one to make the other one mm, successful. Remember that. Yeah, that's and good. I think I remember unpacking that conversation and being like, if the only thing that's holding you back is fear of failing, then you have to do it. It's not a good enough reason. Because like, okay, you fail. And then what? You pick up your big boy pants and you go get another job. Like it's not right. life and death. And he was so undecided. Like, I think you were decided, but just nervous about giving up. Absolutely. Kind of that. I was that staring off that cliff. And I, I mean, I had the worst butterflies in my stomach. I, it just... You couldn't Scary. move. You're paralyzed. Yeah. You're truly paralyzed when you're trying to make that decision. And, I mean, the first year was so hard because we I feel like with hard. T, you can go back that far and really be in that space right now. It, it, yeah. I So I was working in a different role in what I do now. Um, so I was in my business suit every day, and I'd be driving across town, 
because it was just brother and our niece Amy, I think, at the mm-hmm. time, and me as a part-time server. Yeah. Like, you know it's bad if I have to be in here working. Like, yeah. <laughs> they really need help. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm, like, changing. I'm, like, whipping my suit off and, like, changing in the car, driving across town, and then I would stay and serve all night. And then I would, there was a shuffleboard table <laughs> in there because it was the triple nickel. I remember at, like, 1030, I'd lay on that shuffleboard table. She'd pass like, out. I'm, like, I can't do anything else. <laughs> like, I'm cash. you got to hire people. Like, I'm done. Yeah. It was scary, though. It well, was so scary. You I were mean, scared. I, I remember, like, my one of my favorite memories from when we first started all of this was it was after one of those nights. And we, we went home. <laughs> and I had uh, a pocket full of cash. And it was, like, mostly ones. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was Quarters. a, it felt like a good bankroll. And we sat at the <laughs> kitchen table and we counted out all these ones and fives and tens and twenties. And we made a hot pocket and we split a hot pocket. Oh, my that God. That was the only thing in our house <laughs> to eat that night. So can you just imagine that? He's cooking all day and then I come at like five or six at night and then I stay till 10. We get home, it's 11 o'clock. There's a hot pocket, a hot in, hot in pocket. The freezer, which was probably there because one of my nieces or nephews or somebody was, <laughs> we probably had the kids around. Um, I'm like, why would we ever have a Hot Pocket? We don't eat <laughs> Hot Pockets. So we split it, and we had a shot of tequila. Yep, and we shot counted. of tequila. And I think there was only one pocket. 20 and one 10 and one 5. That's and it was funny. And the yeah. rest is one. <laughs> but, you're, you know, we served this great food to everybody all night, came home and ate a Hot Pocket. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the moment where it was like we made this money. Yeah. For us. Like, uh, that was – and it was only a couple hundred dollars. It wasn't no, much. it wasn't much, yeah. And I remember as it progressed and we moved from that lo- from this location originally to Street Eats, it was a couple thousand dollars. And it was like – I remember thinking, oh, my God, we've tripled our money. This is insane. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, also, he tripled our expenses when we moved. So <laughs> I, I totally just did. Put There's the balance there. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> balance, balance. To, sometimes he forgets that piece. I'm like, hey – don't forget, rent went up quite a bit. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. But yeah. do you know, like, that story reminds me of, like, when you go into a restaurant and you see people, like, frame their first dollar? Yes. I never really understood, understood that, that until we opened the first restaurant and yeah. downstairs. I still have the first dollar we made here at Lucky Dumpling. It's Where? downstairs. I didn't spend it? <laughs> <laughs> you have it really, though. I, I do. I have it downstairs. We'll see. Um, I don't have we'll fours. I wasn't here for fours. Yeah, you weren't. <laughs> no, I I, th- I think it's important to paint the scene because this what 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 we just described was when Chef took the jump when he first got out of that corporate environment and he was doing dinners in the back of a punk bar. Oh yeah, like it was a punk rock bar, mosh pits. I think mohawks. that's what we forget about it that. Was so like it's grimy. Yeah, no, like, the journey, the journey is unbelievable. As much as we could clean in there, yeah. it was so grimy. And it actually got this kind of, because he had been at country clubs before, right? Right. It got this kind of, um, I don't know how to say it, but like the people would come down like, ooh, it was, we went to like a rough neighborhood and had yeah. this great meal. So like, it was like, <laughs> got, got some stripes. And the, the, the beauty is there, there was such a comfort to, to what the triple nickel was. I mean, it, it, it was such a, it's such a neighborhood bar. We wouldn't be where we are today without absolutely not doing that, having that moment, having yeah. that moment at the triple yeah. nickel where we shared the space and we'd have people literally sitting at the table yeah. eating like fagua or something. I don't know uh-huh. something bougie, Some right? Bougie. A thirty-seven dollar steak, right. and then the band would show up and they'd be carrying speakers over our customers' head to no set up kidding. set up on the stage for the mosh pit, gr- like no the band. Yeah. And you gotta think this is like 
probably a band that's been traveling across the country oh. in one van. Yeah. All nasty together. Nasty dudes. And, <laughs> I'm you glad know. you said it because they were nasty. <laughs> but it was, it was so raw. I mean, it was, it was the most raw experience. And it, like when you think about like, I want to start a business, I want to start to uh, create a business when you write the business plan, it looks nothing like what it actually right. turns out to be. And that's right. exactly what it was. Did you write a business plan? I'm, no. Absolutely. Did in you? culinary school. In culinary school. Like, One day remember, in college. I remember saying, like, I, I did the first budget for four. Yeah. After the, like, we were open half a year. I did the budget. In my world, I do a lot of underwriting. I said, here is your budget. Don't go outside of this. We have a two-signature rule now. If you're going to spend more than $500, you have to, like, we have to talk about it. Yeah. So, he, he never talked about it. He did exactly what he always does. He <laughs> runs a business, right? And then I go, Mike, did you even look at the thing? <laughs> right? so, so to paint the story, to bring it full circle, full circle, you're eating, you know, or serving rather, <laughs> you're eating Hot Pockets, but you're serving this, what do you call it, Fogwa or whatever, yeah. oh, this yeah. nice, really upscale, luxurious yeah. dinners, grinding from front to bottom. They're about to start a mosh pit. And then you guys go home and split a Hot Pocket. <laughs> Yeah, that's Basically, how it all started. That's exactly how it Eight years ago. Was it 2013? 2013, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you when the bands would start coming in, you could kind of see the customers were kind of like, like everybody's kind of starting yeah. to look around, like, what uh -huh. is going on? And then they would just start practicing. Like, we would still have people, really? like, wrapping oh, yeah. up. And they would be warming up, so like, there. here's mm -hmm. us going, like, can we buy you a drink? <laughs> like, yeah. me, I'm like, here's some dessert. And you got to think, like, yeah. they were wild, too. Like, you know, one guy would start doing shots, and then his pants would fall down to his ankles, and he'd have <laughs> yeah. no draws on. <laughs> yeah. <and> like, <laughs> they were a rough crowd. <laughs> this was reality. This is raw. It was raw. Yeah. That's going to be the book, I tell you. It, no, and you would never know who Mosh was going to show up that night. Ball. Yeah, because it would be like, that's there'd be like a burlesque show, and then there'd be a hip-hop band, <laughs> and then, then there, <laughs> oh <my laughs> there was God. so many different elements <laughs> that were happening as that performance venue. <laughs> um, so we got to experience a lot of different uh, cultures. Which <laughs> that's hilarious. It's funny Genre. because I was with a, a gentleman, um, Mike, I believe is his name. He was helping with the um, the porch or the patio. And he was saying that he went to those dinners. He was a part of wow. it. And he was saying that, man, we used to go to in the back oh, of a punk right. rock. And he was he was telling yeah. me the story. And I'm like, I've never heard this from your point of view. Yeah. yeah. So then he's telling me and he's like, yeah, man, we would come here. And we would never know what's for dinner. Yeah, because yeah. they wouldn't know the menu. No. before they got here, I would literally put out part. like my my uh, advertisement would be like a, a question mark. That would be the menu. It'd be like just a red question mark. Yeah, what's, are you coming? <laughs> what's, for, what, what's on the but, menu you today? Know, that's that's how we built it. Um, so you know, to fight for it this last year, it yeah. means everything. It does. And I think that's been one of the most important parts. Is we've been through too much to give up. And I remember you saying that when the when the pandemic started, when it very, very started and and, and we were uncertain. And uh, and honestly, like what you were describing earlier was like the moment where it was just, you know, being announced fear. And that's what I think that that's yeah. what I, I wanted to talk about today was like the pandemic put everybody in fear mode. Mm -hmm. But when we were going through that phase, when it just started, I remember you saying I got to keep going. Ain't nobody else going to do it for me. Yeah. You know, I got to keep going. So many people count on me. I got to yeah. keep going. That's what you kept saying to me. Like every day that I showed up. Yeah. I was I, convincing myself. Yeah. Sometimes you got to talk <laughs> yourself into it, right? Like that's real. 
No, to and, say, and, like, I got to show up every day for my people and for yeah. my team and for the city. And that's heavy. That's a lot. Well, we shoulders. didn't get everything right. I think that's one of the no, most important parts, too. We fell right. on a lot of areas that, you know, we're still learning. I'm still learning every day. I'm still trying to fix every day. I'm still showing up every day. And that's that's something that. That's, that's powerful. That that's, is a message in in its own. Yeah, you have to show up every day, and I'm trying to fix, and I'm committing. I'm committed. I think that's one of the most important parts when it comes to the business is we're not done. It's not over. We're, we're still trying to – I mean, the biggest challenge right now in the restaurant industry is is we can't find help. Yeah. I mean, people are making a lot of money on unemployment. Right. Or they went to other industries because this right. was so unstable. Right. It's not worth it. So finding help in the restaurant, and a lot of restaurateurs are struggling right now because, I mean, I'm, t- I'm talking to owners who are washing dishes, who are cooking on the line on Friday nights. They're they're doing the jobs that, you know, they haven't done in a long time, myself included. I mean, I, I opened up the restaurant this morning. I was, I was here at 9. I was prepping and making sure that stuff got done. But that's the difference is, like, now we're faced with new challenges. Right. You know, plus you're still getting all the all – the, the, the restrictions and, and the, the different guidelines and things that you have to pay attention to to ensure safety and security for our, our staff and also for our community. Um, so it's it's nonstop, but, you know, we didn't get everything right. We're no, still, still trying to figure it out. That. I'm really glad he said that because I feel like we only get it right 50% of the time. Amen. Right. And I think that if you're not real about that, then that's where you could really go wrong with other people who look to us to be an example, right? Like, it's good to say, hey, we fell down. Right. We fell down. We did not always get it right. We don't always get it right for our teams. We don't always get it right for our customers. Like, there are places where... We take those and, and try to learn and be better. hundred percent. I mean, look at our cooking classes, our date nights. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't yeah. get the date night right all the time. Sometimes we forgot <laughs> right. to get the salt. Some, right. Like yeah, there's, right. there's places where we definitely fell down. Um, but it, I think it's what you do with that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. When you fail, you got to like go, okay, well, how will I be better next time? Right. And then anticipate that you will fail again. hundred <laughs> yeah. like, percent. Yeah. If you're getting it right a hundred percent of the time, good for you. But you I don't, I don't think goals. that's real. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's just being aware, you know, I, I always think like, I know I'm going through it and I'm doing a lot of stuff, but then I always think like you have your entire career, which is in a completely different industry and you're problem solving and managing and leading and inspiring and making change in that industry. So it's a combination of all of that, where we just are constantly aware to, to try to tread lightly, but also be supportive and loving and caring. Right. Kindness goes a long way. And in an environment, um, like you talked about earlier too, but like when fear is a driving kind of motivator, I mean, you don't know how people are going to react, right? Right. I mean, we couldn't get toilet paper. I was, I was cracking up because my sister's out buying toilet paper, you know, three times a week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're fine. There's two of us in the house. There's six rolls. I remember like the fourth or fifth week, I was like... And then you really can't find a sister. And she like showed up and put some on my door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause we weren't even really seeing people in person at that point. People were like, even our family was kind of like, Hey, we're going to stay right. away. You guys are interacting with the public quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, right. That's, that's big because, and this is, this is more, um, obviously I'm a small business owner as well. And I went through my own struggles, <laughs> but this is where like, for me, um, it's a, it's a bigger topic in terms of like the pandemic mm-hmm. because fear and, <clears throat> I'm going to speak in two perspectives. One, which is um, this pandemic obviously put fear into everybody's hearts. And fear is is so powerful that I believe it 
it literally will put people in the wrong direction for a very long time. And then it takes a lot to come back out of it. Sure. So my, my thing was this, is that with this pandemic, all right, not only did it have fear within, you know, our own individuals, our, you know, jobs and things like that. I was talking to a mother, uh, a mother, she works from home, but as a mother as well, it not only put fear in her heart for her kid, for her husband, but it also put so much more stress on her as a single mother or, uh, you know, a mother working from home to be also a teacher. So like the, the parents also got a lot of the, the back end of this whole pandemic. So yeah. that's like a side of it um, that people don't really talk about. Yeah. Like it's it's obviously you guys are small business owners. You guys don't necessarily have kids. You got the dogs. That's your kids. <laughs> I but was like, I don't know if we're the right people for this. <laughs> no, no, but it's 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 good for me because, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, I'm a single parent. Sure. Like for me, the pandemic was was bananas. Like right. obviously I have and then I'm also gonna the second side of it was me personally. Like I was speaking from this mother's point of view, but me personally, like as um and this is this is sad, but for the people that don't have a family that maybe in those times you know family's the only important thing and you can't be with them. Yeah. yeah. That was a very stressful and powerful thing for me, for me to go through, but also other people are going through during the pandemic. So those are the other struggles that sure. I had that I wanted to talk about because it is a conversation like, you know, I'm, I'm just be honest, like my sister and, you know, with her working and then her having to help my, my niece or her daughter, like with school, like, that is so mm -hmm. stressful on oh, my yeah. sister. Because, first off, I'm going to joke on my sister because she need to go to school. And she ain't <laughs> got no right teaching my, my niece. But, like, Yikes. there's parents. This is on the internet forever. It's okay. I, I love my sister. She know I'm joking. But, yeah. like, there's people, like, are struggling to help their kids. Sure. And today we met with the, the governor, senator, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned... That, like, those are the people that are impacted. So the only reason I brought that up was for a couple of reasons was, obviously, we're talking about small business, but there are a lot of other stories of people who are definitely impacted. Obviously, everybody's got a story. Sure. But remembering that, um, at least my message that I wanted to leave here today, is that remembering that love wins. Like, fear is very powerful. That's the negative, Right. But you have to you have to have hope. And I love what you said today, because I believe commitment is above the level of belief. Like, yeah, you, you believe you believe. But when you commit, that's another level. So that's what I'm going to take away is that, you know, if I could give it anybody who's listening today, you know, obviously we're talking about the pandemic and struggling through it and finding a way is that um, to keep going to commit. You know, and, and focus on the light because in these dark times, if you're going to focus on dark, you're going to find it. Mm -hmm. There's it, there's a law of polarity. If you can find evil, you can find good. Yeah. And I think that that's what, you know, my message sure. to the world would be. And I wanted to say that because obviously yeah. we're talking deep here about the pandemic. But like there's a lot of people that, you know, from a lot of people, their story aren't being told. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's what I wanted to be the voice for them people. And obviously, Mama Ness, I got you. You know, she, she like, literally, she vented to me about the things that sure. she goes through. And I was yeah. like, for me, dog, I'm a single dad. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? I teach my son me. <laughs> I don't yeah. even, like, I'm bad. Like, I'm like, look, A, B, C, D. I sing those <laughs> things. But, like, you're not going to learn that from me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mothers, they have a different responsibility. Absolutely. And they have uh, a sure. different accountability. And they have different stress levels. So I'm speaking for the mamas, you know, Danny <laughs> Keith, you know what I'm saying, supporting all the mamas <laughs> out there. All right, back well, I to. Think, I think the fear piece, that, that first piece that you touched on, is so important because you, you experience fear first as a person. Yes. Right? And then. And then I think as an owner, right? And mm-hmm. and for me, when that when the pandemic first started, like brother has asthma. He's got, he has some right. he's got some conditions where I was like, no, you right. don't get to go out there. I don't care. And we had to have it out on that. And he's like, I yeah. got to, I've got to go, I got to show up. And I'm like, you better have a mask and some tape around the mask and yeah. like make sure people wash their hands and wash the pins. And um, I was fearful of just him getting sick. Right. And then the news, you know, talked about people dying so often. And I was like, this restaurant is not worth you dying. Sorry. Right. Right. So I remember we had to actually, that was like a piece where it was like, you have to be very intentional about going, okay, listen, we have to kind of also be rational, but that's hard to do. when the information is not really there for you in the moment. Um, So committing is, is very important, but I think committing in uncertainty you have to kind of be okay with uncertainty. Nothing is guaranteed tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's the piece too, like committing in that moment when you're not sure of the outcome um, is, is I think really what you did. Right. Yeah. No, it's, you know, if there's any last kind of pieces I can, I can share is every morning, get up. Yeah. Just get up. <laughs> right. You got to get up and start and be thankful and be thankful. You know, we start, yeah. we start the day with an accomplishment. Yeah. And, and I think that accomplishment for us is prayer and, you know, doing doing a study. It's it's helping with a lot of clarity because as we get tested all day long, there's something to fall back on, something bigger than yourself. So, you know, I, I really think that's been something that's helpful for me. It's keeping me um, at a level six. <laughs> you know, we were talking about that earlier. I'm on 15. I feel like everybody else is on 15, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to stay on a six. And yeah. I and like I the zero six. To 10, zero to ten. Zero to ten. Because I I can accelerate, but six is a good space for me because it keeps me very level headed when it comes to not being responsive emotionally. Yeah. Well, I think we don't. You you can't take ownership of some stuff too, right? But you can't be thankful for people who show up. Like our uh, customers yeah. that showed up every day, the people who right. tipped extra, right? The, <clears throat> the people that um, supported us, and that's why we're here. Like, if nothing else, get out of bed and, like, think, hey, I'm, I'm alive today. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Like just being thankful for that. I think that's a perspective or a mindset, right? Right. And that can help maybe counterbalance some of the fear stuff, too. Yeah, 100%. Like, your attitude, you know, that, that has a lot to play with it. I'm going to just tell you, like, personally, like, something that I took on during the pandemic was running. Mm-hmm. Like I, then that's hilarious. <laughs> T almost laugh. She laughing at me, <laughs> but I was running. And, I'm not and, laughing at oh, you. Oh, all right, this is funny because we're gonna bring it full circle. So if you ever see brother running, you better run. Yeah, because <laughs> I always said, and you keep stealing my joke. Stop stealing my jokes. <laughs> I joke. always tell everybody, if you see me running, you should run. Something is wrong. I'm not running for exercise. Now, T- or Tina pulls health. up on people on the side of the road, and she's like. Who's chasing you? That's hilarious. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Why are you running? Um, and then Bro. brother started stealing my joke. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I got to give you a hard time. because think it's hilarious. T said, you steal all the good jokes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, oh, he did say that to me the other day. That was funny. She was like, yeah, that was my joke. And then he tries <laughs> to tell me, well, I saw it on TikTok. 
Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> then you saw it on TikTok. No, I love it. Well, you know, one of the things that I think is really important is is this whole thing is coming together, right? We're 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 sharing the whole journey of building this this business. And I, I think it's cool to get the background story or at least a glimpse of it from what Tina and I have been through, what Dane and I have, have done over the years. And and now to actually have the footage of this space coming together because each week something else is being done. Pretty soon we're yeah. going to be cooking in here. Pretty soon we're going to be pouring wine in here. We're going to be having guests show up and, and you know, do artistic things and entertain. So this is going to be a really cool space. This is where we're, we're going to bring back the cooking classes. The cooking classes are coming back. We're going to be able to do them in a much more professional area than me unscrewing light bulbs in our kitchen. And you never screwed it back in also. I never screwed the light so bulb So the light bulb is still, and I can't reach it, right? So he stands <laughs> on like a two-step ladder and he's on the ceiling. Yeah. I'm, I'm five foot two. I have to yeah. get, put the ladder on the countertop to reach that. <laughs> stop it yeah <laughs> so this is this is gonna be a really cool space we're so excited to bring this to colorado springs nothing like this exists Nothing. we're gonna we're gonna have some really really unique dinners in here and uh it's all coming together so you are getting the live footage of what's happening above lucky dumpling in the studio this is myself brother luck dana keith and our guest <laughs> tina luck aka t aka the brains AKA oh, oh the gosh. boss and the beauty. And the boss you know and the funny? beauty. It's so like I tease a lot about like these date nights. Yeah. Right? And now he's like, well, we're going to do them from the studio. I'm like, well, am I, I'm like, well, am I still invited? Like, am I, like yeah, do you still of course. Need me? So yeah. I, I talk all this crap, right? But I really do like to be involved. And she I think loves it has them. been really fun. And honestly, like when I'm producing, and Dana, you know this, yeah, we get to eat the food at the end. Right, yeah. 100%. So it's like, you're winning. Win, win. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the nice part is we have a full production kitchen downstairs. So it's going to give us the, the, the resources we need to pull off a lot of this stuff, but also not to have to set up the equipment uh, in mobile. I mean, it's going to be like set up so it's always done. I, I think know. it's I, I don't think know it's if we're buying all that equipment to set it up. Yeah. Like, you might have to set it up. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I'll set it up. Y'all got to okay. buy it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy it, but we're not keeping permanent stuff in here. You're crazy. Why not? I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll talk about it. We'll so look, I, it. I always want to do this. I always want to give our guests something to take away for the week. You know, something positive, you know, something that um whether it be a tip or you know, something, um, you know, valuable that they could apply to their lives. So what's something that you want to give to the audience? Obviously, we talked about today um, more of like the perseverance through the pandemic. I know you said get up every morning, but give them something um, no, they can I, take away I, here I today, brother. That. You know, one of the things I, I, I want to just encourage you to do, do something nice for somebody else. Do something that is selfless. Volunteer some time. Donate yeah. a service. Help somebody out. We, I, I got to experience that. Uh, this week on Saturday, and it, it's really encouraged me it was to, dope. to do the same. So pay it forward. I like that a lot. T, what you got for us? Oh, I would. I mean, I would piggyback on that. If you, yeah, let's do it. Anytime you can um, do something for somebody else, that's actually ser- serving you more than it is probably them. I don't know if people know that, but being having kind of a service attitude and, yeah. and being thankful, I think th- it, it's so simple, right? When you say it, but like it to is. apply that, yeah. I think that really puts you in a, in a, in a mindset that is very positive. So I yeah. think do something for somebody else, be selfless and be thankful. I like that a lot. And I'm, I'm going to go the opposite way, which I was talking about running earlier. That's like good for my mental Self, health. It's self-care. 
So that's what I was just going to say yeah. is, you know, self-care, you know, this week, you know, do something for you, you know, whatever that is. And, um, you know, that's my message because during the pandemic, I think that that's one of those things that really helped me get through it was doing, doing the running. Smart. It was, it was the self love self. Um, I was testing myself. Yeah. So. It's the easiest thing to sacrifice yeah. first. It's so funny because we literally had this conversation yesterday about self-care and how sometimes we go at a pace that's so fast yeah. that there's no time for that. Yes. And then both of us are like, do something for somebody else. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. Like, you know, we're going to also do something for ourselves. Yeah. 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 So, so, so I think you we should have a date night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if there's a cooking class that goes on sale all of a sudden for a date night, I'm going to be like, really? That is the best. <laughs> all right, guys. Look, Thank this you. has been awesome. T, I want to first say this. Thank you for joining us on a podcast. Absolutely. Having you on here ha- so gives sweet. such a different flavor that I think that the the fans and the people that support brother, they really really enjoy your presence, mm-hmm. and and I just want to thank you for coming up here. Obviously at six thirteen we started, we're a little bit behind the schedule, play. but I'm thankful. I'm and thankful. Um, thank you. Thanks. You for know having what? Me. You know I don't get in front of the camera, so you know I, that you was don't. a lot for me. I was like, and wait. you know I got to get you a good camera because this is the episode where I'm like, yo. T's camera versus your camera, it's such a difference. Yeah. But at any rate, I do want to um say something real quick. We are live on streaming platforms for audio. We're on Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Anchor Breaker. We're almost to iTunes. It just has to get approved for a few more days. So we have two episodes. We'll load this episode up there. But we are thankful for y'all support, first and foremost. We're thankful that you guys listen to us. We're thankful for the feedback. I've been getting extraordinary feedback from the people who listen. Um, I'd be curious to see, like, you know, the kind of feedback you're getting. But this has been incredible. A great episode, if I don't mind saying. Um, But thank you. So, you know, if you guys could give us some like, comment, subscribe. We're going to go around. Tina, you got some social media you want to throw up here? I am official Dana Keith. Find me on Instagram, Dana Keith everywhere. Brother Luck. I'm at Chef Brother Luck across the board. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the above. All right. And T, where you at? I'm Tina. I live in Colorado Springs. (laughs) (laughs) And we thank you so much for being here. All right, y'all. We're out. Peace.